right, welcome again to episode 17 of Relative Reaction. As always, I'm your host, Travis. I'm Mama Brid. And we are excited to bring you this week's episode. Yep, 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 yep. How's your week been? Anything uh, interesting going on this week? I have had a good week, uh, extra long weekend with my husband, and I get to spend tomorrow with him in North Carolina. That's pretty awesome, huh? That's pretty cool. I think so. Go see if everybody's kind of recovering well down there. Yeah. God knows they just went through a ton of problems there with that last hurricane. And then we immediately have a hurricane that kicked off right after that hitting the panhandle. Oh, my God. Right after, what was it, Florence was... Right. Yeah. You had Florence that hit the Carolinas really bad, and then Michael came up super powerful and hurt them. I know I have people that... uh, some friends I went to high school with that are stationed down in Tyndall right now. And they still have not received an all clear. And they told to go, they were told uh, to go find a long-term spot to stay for a while. I heard Tyndall got hit hard. Yeah, I've been seeing like videos and then they had like a drone yeah. fly over and it's it's bad. They'll actually be, they're going up, I think in Iowa or Idaho or something like that. They're having Damn. to stay for long term. They didn't immediately evac, but then they were like, just, just find long term. It's, it's going to be a while for the all clear, which is a shame to hear, especially. It is. It's close to home there. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but my week's been a bit interesting. Good. I've had an interesting week at work. <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit happening, but you know, there are some weeks like that. Oh, yeah. All I know is today was my Friday. I have the next two days off. I I count that as a blessing. I would as well. <laughs> I am excited for these two days off. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> but no, I, we start. Me and my wife start rewatching Friends. Because I've never. I know I love Friends. I've never sat down and actually like watched it through. No if that makes sense, I've just always caught episodes here and episodes there. So we're like, you know what? Let's finally just like, start watching it. It's a good show. So it's we don't miss show. any episodes. I want to be able to see, say that I've seen every episode because I love it. So that's what we've been doing. And we started this last week, and I think we're already into the second season. Like, we just started binge watching, which, if you know our schedules, to already be in the second season, that's a lot for us because we have very opposite schedules a lot during the week. It's an awesome so, show. Until until our days off a line, we usually don't get much time together, and we are still finding time. Like we're going to bed late because we're watching extra episodes. We're going, all right, one more, and I just forgot how funny watched, that show is. <laughs> I watched it in its entire run. That's why I, I forgot I loved just it. how funny it was until I started rewatching again and start laughing. Going, why did I wait so long to go back and make I sure I caught it. everything through? I've been Netflix for a while. Hevet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chandler was my favorite. I could see that. Chandler and Joey, oh my god. Chandler gosh. Bang. They, oh, they are awesome. Like, we just finished up, because now we're in season, so they just got rid of Marcel, which was uh, the monkey. monkey through the first yes. season. Oh, so much, so much hilarity. So many big names in that. I always forget just how big oh, yeah. all those names became. Like, those are all, all big names now. Yes. And they had some amazing guest stars throughout it. Yeah. That is true. That are huge ass names, so. What a hell of a show. Yes. We need more shows. Funny like that. from beginning till end, if you ask me. I think it I don't think it ever lost its humor. No. No, I don't think so. Like I said, I've never watched all the way through. I'm I am now, but I've always seen episodes through every season. Like there's not a season I don't think I've seen at least a couple episodes in. And it, they are all just as equally funny. It would be my favorite show, my favorite sitcom, if it wasn't for that seventies show. That one I'd, will always hold, for me personally, as my favorite sitcom of the world. I am in love with that 70s show. For some, there's something about that show particularly. My, favorite, my sitcom favorite sitcom is a tie between MASH and Three's Company. Okay. Yes, I'm old school, but I no, love them both. MASH is really good, too. I have watched that in its entirety repeatedly, and that is also awesome. I, I didn't even think about MASH. MASH is another one that's hilarious. I think I that 70s show it. still takes the cake for me, but there's a couple out there that just... They stand the test of time that no matter how Three's many times company, you watch it, you laugh. Something about I haven't Jack seen much Tripper that just kills me. I haven't actually seen much of Three's Company, which is a shame. It is a shame, because it's hilarious. I wonder if that's on Netflix or anything like that, if I could. I don't, I don't know. know if it is. I really don't. I'll have to check that out. It's hilarious. Well, we are on episode 17. 17 is the sum of the first four prime numbers. 
In most U.S. states and Canada, it's the minimum age one can donate blood without parental consent. Oh, okay. It's the voting age in Greece oh. and the age which in which one comes of age is a wizard in Harry Potter. You're so for all you wizard, Harry Potter Harry. people out there, it's the, it's the coming of age for a wizard. You're a wizard. In Harry. Nordic countries, the 17th day of the year is considered the heart or back of winter. Which I didn't know. I thought that was really interesting for some reason. It's considered unlucky in uh, Italian culture. Really? 17 is also the amount of syllables in haiku. 17 ah. is the record for most concerts played in Madison Square Garden in a single year. It's held by Fish. And it's the longest win streak in the NHL, done by none other than the 1993 Pittsburgh Penguins. Which, huge Penguin fan here. I know, you're a Penguin fan. We're all Penguin fans here, so it's really cool. Had to throw that one in there. Penguin Palooza. Had to throw in the Penguin fact, you know, for 17. (laughs) It's also the number of flames emitting from the grenade cap badge of the Grenadier Guards, which is the most senior regiment of the British, uh, British Army's infantry. And all of this info was because 17 is also described as the least random number from 1 to 20 by MIT and multiple other studies have been done since. When they ask people, like, you know, pick a number from 1 to 20, 17 is the most common number chosen. Get out. Wasn't 17 the most number of ovations for one performance as well was by Luciano Pavarotti? It might be. I don't know. I think so. He holds the world record for it. That's pretty cool. That is one. That's and a it's cool funny record. that he's Italian, and it's bad luck in Italian, and he had seventeen curtain calls. Yeah, I that just is thought crazy. of that. That's kind that of is weird. A weird correlation there. Yeah, you um, you are not him or oh, okay. any singer for that matter. I could and I be. say that with love. I don't think you with do. With compassion. Mm-mm. With you don't hear them. I don't hear any of that. Okay, no, well, I'm not I mean, getting any of that. Okay, well, I tried. Jealousy. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Uh, jealousy. Mm, jealousy. That's that's a term jealousy. there for it. There used to be an old rap out, but anyway. There should be no songs from you. That's, that is the whole segment here of what we're trying to get through. But I do, I found a lot of. Interesting facts for 17. I did not realize how much is out there for the number 17 because there's some I didn't even throw in there. That's pretty like cool. Like some other things that I could have said and kind of, you know, added on there. 17 is a surprisingly big number for a lot of things. Hmm. Who knew? I'm curious as to why it's unlucky. I just, I, I want to know. <laughs> Let's see if we'll be 17 again. 17 by Rick James. Yeah, but I don't oh, want to be 17 again. Jail, that was a mess. No, 17 was actually probably, as far as like high school years go, it was probably my best year. Like my favorite year. Because it was still before like all the stress of you graduated, you got to worry about being an adult now, you know, figuring shit out. But it was still old enough to like kind of have control of most things in your life. It was a nice age for me anyway. Like I was in Germany. I had some of the greatest friends in the world during that time that I still keep in touch with. Like, it was, it was a really good year for me, actually. Sweet. I would not mind going back to 17 and re, reliving a couple days as a vacation. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a cool vacation idea? Like, imagine if we could, like, time travel. Cool. But instead of, like, how people Just want, take a vacation. It, it's not, you don't affect anything in that time. Right. But you use your vacation, you get to go back to any age. That's kind of cool. You could vacate, you know, you could, your vacation is time traveling to any spot in your life. You could just spend that amount of time there that would be cool that is cool eh, i don't like that idea check me out all being you sci-fi 17 shit. is the age of a wizard too so so you go back become a wizard oh, you see what I'm saying? Oh, I some, see. Some. <laughs> let's go off with our story oh, actually before we get into our stories i don't want to know what before we get into our stories i do want to put out there Go like us on Facebook. Yes, Go please. follow us on Twitter. Please, please. Email please. us. It's relativereaction2018.gmail.com. I do post all of those links in the description below. Yes, And yes, please, yes. share the shit out of us. That's going to be our new slogan. Share the shit out of us. That's different. I like it. It's yeah. got a little jingle it's to it. I like it. No, share seriously, the like, shit out of us. We love doing this every week. We really it do. It is fun. 
It is. However, that being said, we do put a lot of time into this as well. Mm-hmm. And this isn't to brag about, oh, we do it, you know, this, this, that, for extra. No, I, we do it in, first and foremost because it's truly fun for us. It's a passion. I know for me, I don't want to speak for you, but it is truly a passion I have. I have a blast doing this every week. That being said, we do still record this in hopes of being heard and not just to hear our voice. Because I can have this conversation with way less work every week <laughs> if I just wanted to have the conversation. But then I would have to talk to you. And exactly. Now you just talk to him like, so it's fine. No. Make sure you're sharing us, telling your friends about us. Uh, yes. We love to see those ratings go up. Like if us, on, like us, like us. Yes, if you're us. up on iTunes, give us that five-star review, comment. I don't care what it says. It helps us a ton. And just most importantly this week, I want to hammer home share yes we can because that word of mouth is better than any advertising stick i could do in Amen. the world word of mouth is is if you don't share us better than anything i could ever think of doing as far as advertising if you don't share us i will continue to sing oh god oh, that is, that is gonna lose every last listener that we still had hmm Anyway, like we were saying before all that, go into our first story. Kick us off. Let's, what, what do we got today? My first story is Let It Snow. And no, I won't sing it. Thank God. You you sang, You literally sang <laughs> the fact that you weren't going to sing it. <laughs> I have the music in me. I can't help it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Is the snowflake culture ruining our culture? Yes. Hint. Yes. Anyway, my take is your take is that it is. Yes. How'd you guess? Oh my god! Oh my goodness! (laughs) OMG! Okay. It's like we're related or something. Oh no! (laughs) High schools are now doing away with the valedictorians and all the other titles. Really? Yes. It's too stressful for those who have not won those titles. Well, it's not a razor when it's how it's That's literally a title for one person saying that out of everyone, you found a way to go above, beyond, and yes, over Yeah, well, it makes the others feel bad. And here's what aggravates me about that. I know you have, you barely got even into your story, and I'm already raining Oh, I have here. so many issues. But the biggest thing with that, specifically, being the valedictorian, is it's not like... That's a title that can only be given to one. It's you saying you are the top of the class. Right. And it's not saying that you can have a 4.0 and I didn't get valedictorian, so I'm not recognized for shit. Like, you still get special, you know, accredits and, and special accommodations and all, or whatever you want to call them, for being a great student. It's just saying you are the number one out of all these great students. I mean, I've seen classes with tons of people that are also, you know, recognized for having these amazing GPOs. Mm-hmm. There's just that one that happened to do extra college Stand out you know, and yeah, above. There's just something extra that they happen to have achieved. I just... I, I... I just have no words for what I feel about the whole snowflake culture thing. But anyway. And also, they're going to do away with any applause. You know how, like, you clap when the class comes on and the people get their diplomas no more of that they have now replaced applause with jazz hands (laughs) yes this will not trigger anxiety in others well i will say i do know like i was watching i had a friend graduate from college when i was living back in missouri i went to their graduation and they did ask to hold applause but it had nothing to do with the culture thing. It was because it was just, it was a college ceremony, so there's so many people going through. Right, you wait till the end. And it's rude to True. say, like, you come on, and I have this huge group of people because you're from this area. Right, All right. Applaud. Well, the next person is not from that area. And no, I can see to, holding applause We don't even last. get to hear their I have name. No issue with that. Because all you can hear is the clapping, you can't hear their name. So right. I do remember them being fairly strict on, you know, asking to hold applause, but it wasn't for any any cultural effect it was hold applause we will have breaks for applause but that way everybody can hear everybody's name and we can get through this shit without being here for eight hours going name wait right. name wait i find the entire thing just maddening 
quite frankly. I don't understand how we expect kids to learn how to cope with setbacks or adversity if we make sure they don't have any. That is not helping children at all. Simply put, there's nobody helping kids learn how to cope with adversity and setbacks anymore. I look at it in the same way you would look at like building an immunity. You cannot have like you're gonna have the weakest immune system in the world if you are the you know kept in this germaphobic you know plastic bubble house your entire life. You are gonna have the weakest immune system of anyone out there. Why? Because your body has never experienced any of these germs or anything like that. I'm not saying go and you know throw your kids outside and let them sit out there and never let them bathe or wash them. The point you know you have to have some right. some way to build up immunity. There, get dirty. It's gonna happen. The world is sometimes a cruel place. Sometimes some things are difficult. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kick it back to my gray cloud. The world sucks. I wouldn't go that far, Mr. I told you I'm kicking it back to the gray cloud for a second. (laughs) I just think by not teaching children how to deal with this, we're setting up examples of how to ignore it. Yeah, I really feel it's kind we of are a bandaid, like a, a temporary fix on a permanent problem. You know, putting that bandaid on a broken leg t- style. I think it's there. utterly and totally ridiculous not to pick out those who are doing above and beyond simply because you're going to hurt somebody who's doing their stretch and no more. Yes. I think that's ridiculous. I think I. I honestly think back in my time, like I'm I'm super old, but I'm 50. Back <laughs> in my time, you still had to try out for teams. You yes. didn't just make the team because you showed up. You had to try out. Sometimes you made it. Sometimes you didn't. That's just the way it was. My biggest issue with this whole snowflake bullshit is when you do this to children growing up. And that first 18 years, you know, like I hate with a passion, my number one hate thing is these like leagues that they're doing nowadays where no one wins. Oh, yeah. No score is kept. Everybody wins. I fucking hate that because that's not how sports works. And I love sports. It drives me batshit crazy. It doesn't, uh, nobody harnesses that uh, competitive spirit in sports anymore. No. But what bothers With me... With children, because it's all like, why? Yes. What bothers me the most about that is once you turn 18, you graduate. Okay, cool. Your life has been set for you beyond that. I'm not trying to say it's been easy. Like, every year is hard. And, like, school is sure. is hell because that age, that is hell. Mm-hmm. I remember that that was hell. However, if you've never experienced any adversities and you have never had to fight through any of these problems or deal with any of this people you know putting you down or whatever i'm not saying not trying to advocate that either how are you going to experience life once you turn 18 when you become an adult and you try to go out and get a job or even if you go through college afterwards cool okay so now you've graduated college eventually at some point in time in your life you're gonna have to leave your parents house and you're gonna have to go get a job when you do that no one's gonna give a fuck about oh everybody's a winner it's cutthroat Someone's going to want that promotion more than you. Someone's going to fight you for it. Someone's going to put you down. Someone's going to try to... It's going to happen. And if you've never had to deal with that before, in my opinion, you are now 20 years behind everyone else in that career. Exactly. Even though you might be the smartest person at that job, you are 20 years behind because you have no idea how to deal with common sense and deal with people. And And if you can't deal with people, I don't care what your job is, you aren't going to be able to succeed fully. Because at some point in time, you're going to have to deal with people no matter what the job is. I think the whole thing is ridiculous. Uh, The cry rooms that they have now in college when things get too stressful. I'm not saying kids don't experience stress or young adults. That's a lie. I know they do. But you can't coddle them and pat them on the back every time sometimes they're gonna have to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and get to going i will say this i like i i think that there is nothing wrong with you being there 
for when shit happens and shit hits the fan. Agreed. And you having their back. Agreed. However, if you do nothing but stand out in front, eventually you're not going to be there that one time to stand out front, and they are going to have zero defense to them. Right. I agree. I just, I, I think by doing away with all this stuff that we keep just doing away with, it's just making our next generation just, I don't even know the words I'm looking for. It's making them something. They're not so going to be. So dependent. Yes. Dependent, I think. Dependent. Is, is a good Very word, much. Yes, it is. They are so dependent on everything. They're not going to be able to have any independence. No. They're not going to be able to know how. They're not going to be able to choose for themselves. Right. This guy said, I couldn't have the job, Mama, because I didn't go to school for that. And the guy who applied next to me has got three years experience. Oh, that's not right, honey. You were trying. You don't, you know what I mean? That's crazy. This is exactly. all crazy. Crazy. And I think that there is good in, and, and you need to, as a parent especially, guard your child. However, I think we took it to the extreme on guarding our child. Like, guard your child. Don't put them in the horrible situation. Yes, don't. No. You know what I mean? However, you do need to eventually teach them those life lessons so that way when they grow up they know what to expect and they're not blindsided as a I think parent that's worse than anything you're going to be blindsided by right. it when you become an adult and then you're really fucked and now you're scared and now you don't know what you're doing as a parent we have to teach our children how to become adults yes i think that is part of our parenting is to teach them how to become adults we just, not 25 year old children adults we need to teach them independence yes to be able to right to live on your own and to survive by yourself that you know what happens in all these how do you control i don't know just how do you, how do you live life how, you have to teach a child how to react to their circumstances yes maybe they didn't get what they wanted and a child's first reaction is to throw a fit because they didn't get what I, what they wanted. You have to teach that child how to handle the rejection and how to deal with it, not throw a fit, not say it's everybody else's fault. That is a really good example that you use. That's part of, like, you know, as a young child, as a one- or two-year-old, yes. and they don't get that extra cookie, they throw a fit. Right. Do you, oh, it's okay, here's the extra cookies. No, you have to teach them. Right. There's a reason... This is what you do. This is not how you handle it. You don't throw yourself from the ground. Right. I mean, that's a very good example. And I said it at the, the top of the story, and I'll say it again. I truly think a lot of this has to do with people are just trying to put a Band-Aid on a, a, a – or do a temporary fix to a permanent problem. Agreed. And I think that has a lot to do with it is people are just so, you know, trying to, well, we'll just push it off. Well, we don't want to hurt them. We don't want to hurt them. We don't. Well, eventually it's going to end, and then it's just going to make the hurt worse. Right. And I'm not saying like when your child comes home with a picture they've drawn, you go, what is this shit? You know. Yeah. But just be just There's teach balance. Them. Exactly. There's a balance and we are totally going one way. Yes. I think we had too many people try to go so far extreme of like you were saying, you know, look at that picture. Oh, that's not DiCaprio. What are you, what are you trying to be? And then we went so far this other direction. And it's like right. you know, there, there's a happy medium there that we need to find as a culture. Really just ridiculous. I would I would fully agree with that. Wow. Well, my first story this week okay. is Googled surprise. Google Street View led to a divorce <laughs> after a man <laughs> saw his wife and another man on Google Maps. Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's kind of funny. <laughs> yes, the Peruvian man has filed for divorce after his uh, after finding seeing his wife on a Google Street View camera. <laughs> And she wasn't with him. She wasn't alone. He was with her lover. Oops. <laughs> and this is, this is in the heart. This is in Lima, Peru. And you're trying to figure out, like, how does this happen? Well, it Google, first of all, Google Street View often cap or captures some interesting things. Like, they've caught, you know, possible ghosts. They've caught crimes being committed. Mm -hmm. uh, they found, you know, evidence of murder. Yeah. So there's been some weird shit if you look down on Google Maps that just by happenstance, you know, has been caught. But this, I believe, might be the very first time that it's caught any marital infidelity. <laughs> the unnamed man was using the mapping function to figure out, like, the best way to get through 
the Peruvian's capital's ancient narrow streets because it is just so crowded and it's because it has so much history. It's so crowded and a lot of it hasn't been redone because it's historic. So he was just simply going through the street view and trying to see what would be my best route. All he was doing. And as he was visually mapping his way through the town, he noticed the cameras to capture a lovely scene, a woman and a man enjoying an intimate moment on a park bench. And just like anybody else, okay, now your attention's captured. You kind of want to look and go, oh, that's sweet in a way. And then he noticed that the woman sitting up and the man was laying his head down in her lap. And then he started looking a little bit closer and closer because it was a cute scene. And by anybody else, everybody would be like, oh, look at these lovebirds. That's awesome. And kind of continued going. I want that love. However, this gentleman then started recognizing the clothes that the woman was wearing <laughs> and was like, that's weird. That kind of looks like my wife's clothes. And then he kind of zoomed in just to see the clothes initially and be like, oh, that's kind of weird. And then he started recognizing her face. Oops. That's when it started going downhill when he recognized the face that it's your wife. And he confronted his wife with the photo evidence now. <laughs> and she did yeah. actually admit to having uh, been carrying on an affair with the man at the time. And the only problem is the picture was taken in 2013 because, as you know, with the Google Street Maps, you know, they're constantly documenting. But it right. doesn't, like, it's not like it gets uploaded immediately. Exactly. They'll go document this entire area, come back, edit it, you know, to make sure it fits into the files, and put it on. Well, so it's not clear, like, if the affair was still going on when the husband confronted her, but it is clear that the marriage is over. The couple has since gotten divorced since this article was even written and all. Uh, but it's just, it, it, this extramarital affair kind of joins the list of the weird things caught on Google Street View. Uh, I mean, they have been, you know, had people caught having sex and all those kind of things but it's definitely at least the first one that i know of that's being, the first time i heard of that yes. yeah you, you got caught cheating on google cameras like what are the odds of like if this happened in 2013 talk about wrong place probably wrong started in 2017 time. when he found it ish that's like five years four or five years you may not even be having the affair anymore you obviously were doing it in a way that he had zero idea or inkling. Exactly. Like, what are the odds of you getting caught by homeboy trying to just map out his route to walk through? <laughs> that is just, I just found that extremely crazy, odd, once-in-a-lifetime style thing. I don't know how it happened, but I also place, thought it was funny and hilarious. Time. And, haha, you're caught, and now you made my podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. I just I, I had to share that one. That one definitely made oh, that's me a good giggle one. a little bit. Let's go over before we get into more more of our stories here, and I do have a couple more good ones coming up. I'm excited oh, yeah, to hear the last. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear your your last couple here as well. I've gotten the the notes part of them, but you know the headlines, but I haven't gotten to see what they are. Let's go into package thoughts though, because mm -hmm. we all love package thoughts. And if you remember last week how we were telling you, this month is actually special for Package Thoughts, and we are going straight in to basic status. We are doing all things pumpkin and mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and fall related. Yes. Through the month all of October. Autumnish. Yes, we have pumpkin That's spice things. We have candy corn things. We have, I mean, if you can think of it as a pumpkin-y or... Something in fall. We had a pecan pie thing. I mean, we have all these, like, fallish things going straight nice basic for the month of October. So, this week, for our pumpkin spectacular... Dun, 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 dun. What do we have? We have Pop-Tarts that are frosted pumpkin pie flavored. Now, yummy, I am yummy. so excited to try these because... They look really good. I have my, my boss, actually. She tried these, oh, it had to be at least a month or two ago now. And she has been wanting me to try them ever since. She even tried to give me hers. And she's like, you just got to try it. Try it. I think you'll like these. I'm like, I'm saving it for the podcast. Like, you've got to understand, you know, <laughs> the, part of the whole purpose is we've never tried it before. So we want that honest reaction. And it's taken everything I have to wait for this moment because she keeps talking about them. I want to try them so bad. Yes, okay. Now, these are obviously seasonal, but Pop-Tarts started in 1964. They're older than me. Oh, that's really good. That truly tastes like pumpkin pie. I just had a party in my mouth. <laughs> that was a mouthgasm if ever there was one. 
that pop tart. That is pumpkin palooza right there, baby. That was amazing. I'm telling y'all right now. Go mm, ahead, mm, mm. plug this podcast into your car and listen to it on the radio, and then drive over to your nearest store, mm-hmm. grab some of these Pop-Tarts while they still have them, and then listen to us on the way back while you're eating and enjoying this Pop-Tart. You won't regret it. You'll love them. You'll be having a mouthgasm just like I did. Oh, yeah. you. Oh, those are good. Very good. Very good. Mm. Pop-Tart wow. is Kellogg's most popular brand that they own. Even more than Frosted Flakes? Mm-hmm. I mean, I Pop-tarts guess Pop-Tarts encompasses most... so much. Frosted Flakes only encompasses really Frosted Flakes and like the two or three flavors. Pop-Tarts are very vast. That's just crazy to think that, I don't know, Kellogg's, you think of cereal. You know they have Pop-Tarts. You know they have a couple other bars, but just that's weird to think of. That's good stuff, man. That was really tasty. Yes, that was hella good. When they first came out, they were called Country Squares. Really? Yes. They quickly changed the name to Pop-Tart. Yes, that was a uh, <laughs> that was a wise marketing move if ever there was one. Because Country Square is just, that doesn't have the same ring as Pop-Tart. No, it doesn't. That doesn't have a ring at all, really. And they were originally not frosted. The first frosted one didn't start till 1967. Okay, so not too long after, I guess. No. That's only no, three no, no. years or so. The first Pop-Tarts came out in only four flavors. Strawberry, blueberry, brown sugar, and apple currant. You know, I never knew brown sugar was one of the original flavors. Yep. I always thought that was one of the newer ones. I mean, I love brown sugar Pop-Tarts. It's just, huh, I never knew that that was not, like, that was an original flavor. My favorite is still chocolate frosted. And I'm not even a huge chocolatey person, as I've mentioned before. But something about that chocolate fudge frosted Pop-Tart is just... Oh, yeah. It is still, at 24, one of my favorite snacks to go to. It's still one of my go-to, like, grab-and-go breakfasts. It's like, eh, just grab a chocolate Pop-Tart. Call it good for the day. In 2001, the United States military airdropped 2.4 million Pop-Tarts to the Afghanistan people. Oh, wow. (laughs) I guess they do hold up, you know, they don't, you don't have to heat them or you don't have to cook them, you know. They no, cook. you can just open them and yummy yum. I mean, you can heat it. You can even freeze them. I've never had them frozen, now. My nephew, your cousin, That's Dominic and them, they freeze theirs. They get the uh, mint chocolate ones and they freeze them. I guess I could see where that would be good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yes, freezing sir. Freezing Thin Mints, how Thin Mints are really good in the freezer would be kind of similar to that. Ah, well, that was pretty good, good stuff. Yes, that, that was, was delicious. One... That wow. was definitely one of our winners. Yes, that was amazing. Enjoyed. Okay, second mm. story. Mm. Second mm. verse, same as the first. I'm going to need another moment with this Pop-Tart, I think. Yeah, leaving that right there by me. Trying not to eat it while I read, but... Mm. Okay, my second story is... Go Blue! No, no, that's a Michigan thing. Go Big Blue, ew. No, this has nothing to do... Well, this does have to do with Michigan, but not football. Okay. More than 120 missing kids have been found in one day in Michigan. Wow. Yes. September 26th, U.S. Marshals operating in Wayne County, which includes Detroit. Yes. Found 123 kids, some of whom were victims of sex trafficking. Wow. But they were all reported missing children. They found 123 in one day. That is crazy. That is amazing. Crazy good. Just wow. The children were turned over to CPS for, you know, care, make sure they were all okay before they went back home. The Marshal Service had been asked by Detroit's Missing Child Recovery Unit to assist them on 30 cases. They went above and beyond. I would say so. They not only did that 30, they did a bunch more. The message the Marshals want everybody out there to get is we will never stop looking for our missing children. That is amazing. That is an awesome feel good wonderful story if you ask me that is now how did they find all of these children in one day that have been missing for all these lengths of time 
I'm not really sure how it all went about. It is still unraveling at this time, you know, that they found 123 in one day. And what can they do in other areas as well? Because that was so really my next still... question was, if they found so many in one day, and this is right. amazing. I don't want to detract from the pure oh, hell no. greatness of what became of this story. However, I do want to know, if you can find this many in one day, why do we have so many children missing Still, if we can find this in one I day, why aren't we doing this every day? I believe because our police forces just do not, plain and simple, have enough people on the force in order to do this. That is what I truly believe. Could I be wrong? I guess I could be, but I don't think I am. That is just, that is crazy. I just wish, I wish I knew new more specifics story. of how this happened and how can we make this happen again and again right. and bring this number down. Because if you did that, even once a month, say we had a story like this. Exactly. That would drop your percentage. Oh, heck a, yeah, a, a yeah, noticeable yeah. amount in one year for how many missing children there are. And that is a great thing to think of. I will definitely have updates to this story because it is so new. They really didn't go in depth yet. I guess they have to, you know what I mean, make sure all the children are okay and where they have to go and, you know, oh, yes, all the circumstances I... as to why they were lost and where they were and everything. But there'll be a lot of updates here. And what's crazy is just earlier this week at work, we were actually talking about, uh, like, noticing signs of abduction and noticing signs of, you know, when scenarios aren't right and how do you you know what is a good word for us to use and you know how right. do we communicate this or you know use it in casually what is something casually we can say that to notify other people that we need help or we're noticing something weird you know watch out for this person or something's not right here you know you notice and we were just talking about this because i didn't realize in our area that's actually a really bad problem right now right not just i mean it's a problem nationwide but in the right. area we live specifically in fayette county is actually a, a big problem right now. It is. They say it's due to all the mountains and mountainous area toward us. It's easy to steal a child and get lost for a bit. And I didn't realize how big of an issue it was until mm -hmm. it came down um, through a couple of our higher-ups, and then we started talking about it as a store, you know, as a management team, and, you know, brought it down. It just how big of an issue it really was in this area, it's just kind of crazy to think of. You don't think of it as... You think of it as that giant news story, not something you know personally, and then you realize, wow, this is really happening literally in my town and in my county and, and right. all around me right now. This is a big issue. Yes, very much so. Is your store also a safe haven for women? Not documented, not like um, Quick Trips, how they have that little area. Right. And it's, I love how Quick Trips do that. Oh, that's amazing. They have that's that awesome. That's why I'm sign, asking. You know, spot. We don't have something like that, mm -hmm. but we do. I mean, we keep a very well, like part of our thing is making sure none of our lights are ever out. The reason being is because it makes it well lit, easy to see. It makes people feel safer. Uh, we go into areas that we know or we feel safer, like just on the outside of town, not in the heart of things. Uh, we're always really close to our police force. Like, I could tell you the names of the state troopers that come to my store all the time. And we do that in in hopes that people know that when they come to our location, that They'll they're be safe. safe. Okay. And that we are there to help them. Okay. So we don't have quite the thing like Quick Trip has with the spot and a designated, you know, safe space or whatever. I think that's amazing. I and really it is, do. I, I, I love that. Like I said, I, I absolutely love how Quick Trip does that. We don't have that, but we do... We're all very trained in a lot of safety and security things. Sure. And we keep a very, an area very open and very welcoming to help anyone. Well, that was an amazing story, and I hope to have wonderful tear-jerking updates for you all Yes, soon. that is great. I really I, I am just so, so happy. That was Yes, great. reading that story was amazing. That just makes you feel good. There's 123 sets of parents out there that are just... yes that you know mm. have just had the day of their lives. That is awesome. All right. On to mine is the off-the-wall obituary. Okay. A daughter's hilarious obituary unraveling her father's mysterious life. <laughs> now, this is written by the daughter, Alex. I, I think her last name is Walsh now, her married name. Okay. Uh, but it was for the Delaware Online, which is a newspaper that kind of moved all virtual. 
is the obituary for Rick Stein, who is 71 when he passed away. It was her father. A man who she said had an endless appetite for comedy. And boy, did they not disappoint. I want to go in, and I, I this is going to be a lot of reading in this one compared to normal, because I want to make sure we get to read this, through this whole obituary, because it's that good. Rick Stein, or I'm sorry, this is actually the beginning of the obituary. Rick Stein, 71, of Wilmington, was reported missing and presumed dead on September 27, 2018. When investigators say a single-engine plane he was piloting, the Northrop, suddenly lost communication with air traffic control and disappeared over the Atlantic Ocean over the coast of Rehoboth Beach. Philadelphia police confirmed Stein had been a patient at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital, where he had been treated for a rare, or where he was being treated for a rare form of cancer. Hospital spokesperson Walter Heisenberg says doctors from Stein's surgical team went to visit him on rounds when they discovered his room was completely empty. Security footage shows Stein's leaving the building at approximately 3.30 Thursday afternoon, but when the video feed, but then the video feed mysteriously cut off. Authorities say they believe Stein took an Uber to the Philadelphia airport where, he, where they assume he somehow gained access to the aircraft. The sea was angry that day, said NTSB lead investigator Greg Fields in a news conference. We have no idea where Mr. Stein may be, but any hope for a rescue is unlikely. Walsh, 45, a former television news writer in Washington, D.C., then goes to detail both mundane and extraordinary achievements of her uh, father's life, saying it seems no one in his life knew exactly his occupation. She then wrote in the obituary, he owned restaurants in Boulder, Colorado, and knew every answer on Jeopardy. He did the New York Times crossword in pen. I talked to him that day, and he told me that he was going out to get some grappa. All he ever wanted was a, gla a glass of grappa, or grappa, or whatever you say, however you pronounce it. Then she quotes Stein's brother saying, Stein couldn't have been a pilot. The two owned a jewelry and oriental rug gallery together. His sister says she thought Stein was a cartoonist and freelance television critic for The New Yorker. <laughs> and then the rest of the family started weighing in on this, which is even better. It like, just keeps getting better because then yes. you know everybody's starting behind this. Uh -huh. Then the rest of the family weighs in, and the obituary continues in. David Walsh, Stein's son-in-law, said he was certain Stein was a political satirist for the Huffington Post, <laughs> while grandsons Drake and Sam believe Stein wrote an internet sports column for ESPN covering Duke basketball, football club Barcelona soccer, and the Denver Broncos and the Tour de France. <laughs> Stein's granddaughter, uh, Eveline, claims that he was a YouTube sensation who had just signed a seven-figure deal with Netflix. <laughs> One nephew said he's sure Stein, Stein was a trail guy in the Rocky Mountain National Park, and another said his uncle was a consultant for a record chain and ran a group of legal recreational marijuana dispensaries. <laughs> a niece said her uncle had worked contributing as a contributing writer for Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm and was currently consulting on a new series with Larry David. Police say the volume of contradictory information will make it nearly impossible to pinpoint Steve's exact location, she wrote. And then she wrote... Uh, of her stepmother, Susan, said, his wife and constant companion for the past 14 years. Detectives say they were unable to interview Miss Stein. However, neighbors had said they witnessed her leaving the home as the couple sh shared wearing dark sunglasses and a fedora, loading multiple suitcases into her car. FAA records show she purchased a pair of one-way tickets to Rome in which, Mr. St which, in which was Mr. Stein's favorite city. An anonymous source with the airline reports that the name used to book the tickets was Juan Morfer de Road, which, according to the FBI, was an alias Stein used for many years. <laughs> now, <laughs> what's even greater is this next little part, because Walsh ends it with an emotional final line to unravel this whole mystery. That is one story. <laughs> Another story is that Rick never left the hospital and died peacefully with his wife and his daughter holding tightly to his hands. And that's how it ended. Oh, I love it. So I they had this whole thing, the whole family way in, and she just simply yes. she actually sat there and read it all. And then it ended with something so sweet and simple, just, that's one story. Another story is, well, he never left the hospital, and he died peacefully with everybody holding his hand. I, was I like, love it. I love it. I, I know, she's, or even she said that some people find it unusual to make the obituary humorous. And she yeah. said that some people were confused by, you know, I was, you know, asking like, you know, what, what do you Not really think? Not if it's but the, the person was of a humorous and that nature. Was, that's been her kind of, you know, remark to it. She says, and it may be, 
She's like, but it was fitting for my dad. Yes. And, I mean, just by reading this, I, like, I, I wish I knew this family better. Like, you know this is just a fun family. Oh, yeah. The truth about her father's occupation, by the way, if you are curious after hearing all of those different <laughs> different He's ideas of it, is he actually <laughs> did own a jewelry and oriental rug store with his brother for many years in Delaware. And then he did move to Colorado to open a few restaurants. The rest were just the embellishments of interests of activities he shared with family members. <laughs> so the, 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 the core of it is true. And then they just kind of, you know, spiced it up a little bit. I a little loved it. I thought it I just, was I absolutely extremely awesome. How that was it gives done. you a, a little bit of a, of a feeling for this gentleman. You know what I mean? Like, if he would have liked that, you're thinking, you know, he was... It just gives you a little... You feel like you know the gentleman now. Yes. I... Read it, like, hearing that obituary, like I said, I want to go meet that family. Now, yes. It's like, it wasn't your typical, you know, and they had this, 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 this. They would... Instead of saying that he had this family or this family, they all weighed in with a different thought, and it was just... It was awesome. I love it. It was amazing. So you got to hear his whole family there. You got to hear his story. And, I mean, part of it is true, you know, like, that really was. So if you knew him, like, oh, he actually did have a store... Obviously not with yes. all that extra stuff, but it's just so, so much fun. And, and she was actually quoted as staying because obviously this is just, you know, absolutely exploded over the internet and everything else. Uh, and so in an interview or a questionnaire, I guess more so, she said, finding humor in the darkest times is how our family copes with sadness and loss. Mm -hmm. And it's comforting to know that people have found joy in reading my dad's story. Exactly. Because like I said, it has been such an explosion obviously people reached out to her and she said the hardest part about it is knowing how much her dad would have loved this obituary yeah and she actually said that he is the one person i want to call and say oh my gosh did you see this one <laughs> that is her quote that would have been awesome for my dad yes because... that's exactly what i thought of because i'm like that reminds me of grandfather because he was the same sense of humor the yes. same way he would have got and a kick out of that one of his favorite lines where you'd be like so how you doing today well, I didn't read my name in the obituary, so I guess I'm doing okay. So true. Which is funny, because I actually use that phrase all the time. Because yeah. <laughs> I deal with so many customers to me, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, well, you know, I figured my name wasn't in the obituary this morning when I woke up, so it was a pretty good start to the day. <laughs> my dad would have loved something like that. Yes. yes. I wish we were that creative at that point I do, too. I to do. have done that. Yes. That is just awesome. I, I love it. I just had to share that because that I just was amazing. Was so I, I just loved it. I, I can't have no other words for it. Yeah. It just brought a smile to my heart. Yes. In a, a very unique way. I thought it was awesome. All right. We know what that means. Uh, last clip. That's quiet. Last clip today. Oh, okay. Kind of quiet. Last quip. Quip. Clip. Quip. That might have been my fault. I think I kind of slurred. Sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. Who put something in my mocha? Which is ironic. This week is actually the week I don't have a beer with me. I just have my sweet <laughs> All right. My last clip is bucket of poo to go, please. No, thank you. But it's a bucket. You have I to don't say care. Like a bucket of chicken? A bucket of poo? No? No. All what right. was it? it was The Simpsons, wasn't it, that always had the bucket O store? Oh, I said a bucket or something. I I know Scooby Doo used to do it constantly. The new Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo oh, Kids, no. remember? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of pup named Scooby Doo. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Why did I get sent? Hey, I'm thinking of pup know. named Scooby Doo because they always had a bucket O. A bucket something. O something. Yes. It was always a store with a bucket O. <laughs> Gotta love Scoopster. Uh. The Detroit Zoo is adding animal droppings to their souvenir list. If you're interested. Buckets of five pounds of zoo animal manure, dubbed Detroit Zoo Poo, will be handed out on Earth Day to celebrate the zoo's green, going green festival. You have a Michigan fetish this week. I think I do, huh? Huh. I don't even right, think then. I know anybody in Michigan. That's the funny part. Okay. The first 1,000 customers will be able to get their bucket of poo for free, and they can use it to recycle in their own yards and gardens. That is it's a um, way of giving back to the public. That's that's a interesting way. I'll take one bucket of zoo poo, please. I mean, I will say up in Alaska, 
moose droppings is like everything to them. That's like gold. They have crafts that you can is... buy just moose shit. You can buy moose poop earrings. This is crafty, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, there's I... going to be zoo manure no matter what you do. Yeah, but I just feel like that's such a smelly, like, celebration. Well, festival. I'm sure the buckets that they're handing out are probably the least smelly of poos. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think that's a thing. It is a thing. Like skunk poo. No, no, it's poo. not. <laughs> it is. Skunk poo smells like their spray. So you wouldn't want a bucket of skunk poo. I think of a wise person named me? Mr. Andre 3000 from Outcast. Oh, I thought it was me. Who once said that... All poo is not good poo? <laughs> I know you like to think that your shit don't stink. <laughs> but lean a little bit closer and those roses still smell like boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I would like end quote. I would like to use that quote <laughs> to help solidify my point that shit smells. I think there is it's no cold. least smelly crap. Keep rocking, it's Detroit crap. Zoo. Hand out the poo. Oh, that was a shitty story. <laughs> That's Sorry, a bunch I, of shit. I had to throw one pun in there. Just <laughs> I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I'm proud of you, my son. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be here all the time actually. <laughs> even though people try to get me to go away i'm still here 17 episodes later no come matter at me. how you try to get rid of them <laughs> Bam! so my last clip of the day is mechanophilia man no um, i know I'm, you're questioning that right now yeah i'm gonna need a little more to go on you That's won't be saying. by the end of this story okay good, let me good. tell you great so police had no choice but to tase a guy because he wouldn't, he refused to stop having sex with his car. It was hmm. Ryan Scott Malik, the inebriated Kansas man, who refused he to stop having sex. He was inebriated. So much. And how are you doing? <laughs> Take another <laughs> shot. <laughs> I think me and this guy would do great together. Well, it was when he refused to stop having sex with the exhaust pipe of a parked car. Mm-hmm. The incident actually happened earlier this year. But it got viral attention this week after the man's bizarre arrest report was released. And it was published by the smoking gun. Couldn't have found a nice quiet garage somewhere. (laughs) Put on the cargo light or something. The report noted that the police found a 24-year-old in the compromising position with the vehicle. While at least six witnesses watched on. Oh, that is So he had an audience. (laughs) It's car porn. (laughs) As the report noted, <laughs> Malik had a blood alcohol content of more than four times legal limit. No. After his arrest. I don't believe that. And witnesses indicated that he appeared to have no idea what he was doing as he draws his pants near the car. You think? So he was not only having sex with his car, he was in a blackout phase, so he doesn't even get to have the good memories of him in that tailpipe. Which, if I had the little, like, collage music. To just go around with p- pictures of an exhaust pipe this gentleman, I would. Police responded to a 911 call about a man beneath an auto discovered mm-hmm. an oblivious Malik seeking to place his penis in the vehicle's tailpipe, which I thought was just an analogy, really, until I started reading the story. I mean, let's be honest. When, <laughs> when he ignored oh, the police demand oh, that he ceased... Take well, the subway, sir! ...with the auto... The officer had to tase him. He was then handcuffed and taken to a local hospital. One <laughs> it was question. also noted that he was taken to the police station so he could sleep it off. And the Kansas man actually had some other run-ins with the law before this with arrests for marijuana possession and aggravated assault. Against the vehicle? History. I'm not sure. <laughs> One question. It was a beater. Did he... <laughs> I see what you did. Sorry, I needed. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> did, did he take the car through a car wash? That's all I want to know. I'm I wonder just if, asking. I wonder if it was so good that the car smoked a little bit after. <laughs> the car had to take look with. <laughs> I want to know. You know there's video out there. People are watching it. Oh, yes. At least one of them oh, had their yeah. phone out going, look at this goddamn drug guy. 
and I'm just imagining the car uh, uh, as uh. it's happening with the headlights just blinking off and on. <laughs> I keep getting speed then, buggy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, and then just hearing like the general Lee horn. <laughs> the headlights just coming on and off. <laughs> oh, I hope he used protection. Don't need oh. no mini coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good stuff. Oh. I don't care who you are. Only or, in America. Or what's the car from? Uh, oh, David Hasselhoff. Uh, Kit. Kit. Thank you. You can't have sex with Kit. <laughs> or just, but no, I was thinking like the voice of Kit. Happening. <laughs> 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 Herbie Although, Lovebug. Yes, yes, yes. Whole new meaning to Lovebug. Oh. Okay, that's uh, wrong. That is so no, wrong. No, no, he fucked a car. Nothing we say is wrong from this point on, let's be honest. <laughs> that, oh, that guy's got a mama out there somewhere. What's funny Ooh. is this isn't the first time someone's been arrested for having a loot act with an automobile. Oh, but it has to be. Sadly not. For in 2015, a man in Thailand was arrested for allegedly trying to have sex with a Porsche boxer. Oh, and it, the trend is actually so prevalent that it has the name mechanophilia which is where the title came from oh, there's even goodness. a law against it in the uk you know there shouldn't have to be a law against it nobody <laughs> should have to tell another person not to have sex with a vehicle I i'm mean, just saying did you see the v the way the vehicle was painted it was asking for it did it have one of those fancy bras on the front? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Have uh -huh. one of the... It, they're literally called car bras for the bugs. <laughs> Did it have its top down? <laughs> that car oh was a little goodness. slut. So, oddly enough, the Thai man was arrested just a few days after another man in Brazil was caught doing the same thing to a different car. Dear God. So, it isn't even the first... Like, oh, this is just For so... the love of all things holy in this world... Quit having sex with vehicles. Stop it now. It's a different one. I Just mean, stop I, it. There shouldn't be a word out for that. There, stop it. Like, just don't do it out in public. Like, I'm not even going to say anything if you do Close it Close the garage like, door. You know what? If if that is... Use the cargo light for romance. If, if that's what gets drunk blackout you going, you know what? You're weird. I don't really want to ever have a beer with you. However, but man, you had six witnesses. You had an mm, audience mm, right mm, there. Mm, mm. Uh, he pled guilty to lewd and lascivious behavior for having say. sex with the parked car, which you I just love say. the fact that has to be written down. What and if it wasn't was... his car? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what if homeboy just, like, I wouldn't want to drive that car. No, I'd have to get a new vehicle. I'm just saying, turn them in. I have to get a new car. My car has been tainted. <laughs> oh my god! And he we did. got a camera on the back of our truck. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Especially because it's the rear view, so all you would see is like the face of him. Yes, his the face, face got. Face uh, uh, <laughs> oh good lord! Oh my goodness! He was put on one year probation. <laughs> Stay away from all vehicles. So, but you know, no all, junkyards for you, Mister. No reality. I, but I mean, I guess because it is out in public. Because I was going to say, like, how do you like make that wrong? Like, that's just so odd and weird. And what the hell? It would have stopped me in my tracks if I was walking down the street. I'd be oh, like, "You're damn right." Did that guy? It would have stopped me in my tracks. No, he ain't. Oh I, yes, I'm, he I'm not is. even gonna lie. I don't think I would have called the cops first. Probably would have called a couple of my buddies first. And be like, I'd have turned on the camera. Out. Hold on, I gotta call the cops eventually. But like, just just hurry up. I just Snapchatted that bitch to everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! I just had to add that story in this week because Ooh, doggy, that's that, a good story. I don't care who you are. I could not believe as I was reading that that actually happened. That and not only did it happen, I think the craziest part was something that was kind of almost skipped over at the beginning is the fact that he had to get tased because he wouldn't stop. So it wasn't even like the cops tried to come and be like, um, oof, oof. Uh, excuse uh, me, sir. Excuse me, sir. No, you, no, not the Porsche. Please you. quit fondling the vehicle. <laughs> but 
He had to actually get tased. He wouldn't stop. Take Dude, your hands it, off of her headlights I wonder now. It, I wonder if it had truck nuts. Oh my god. If it could fall at the same time. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Pray for that boy's mama tonight. That's all I'm saying. Oh. That was wow. a good story. Well, I don't know about good story. That was a different story. That was awesome. We'll go with different. We'll go with different. That was fucking great. <laughs> Actually, I, uh, I recant so many using the F word there because that just, that's a whole new meaning now. Man, Ooh. I'll bet you he just loved that Disney's Cars. <laughs> I'll bet you he did. Steve McQueen. Mm. Lightning McQueen, mother. Lightning Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry. my gosh. I went to a person. My bad. <laughs> he, he isn't do Trust me, if he's doing it with a car, he's never going to have sex with a person. Mater. <laughs> he just made it with Mater. Oh. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Please remember oh. to share the hell out of us. Or yes. we are just going to keep coming back with stories like this. Share the shit out of us, man. <laughs> share him. Oh, I think we This have... man needs help. If anybody out there can talk to him, please. Don't have sex with cars. Just don't. don't do just don't do it. I, I had an amazing time this week. I think we gave off some amazing, amazing stories. I, I I'm scared laughed. of all cars that are now parked outside. So much. Uh, I mean, as always, do give your opinions on our stories. Oh, yeah. I know not many of mine were really opinionated per se, but they were all stories that really stuck out to me this week. Yeah. However, your first story, I would love to hear the opinion. Damn snowflakes! Yes, I please do tell me if you if you disagree with me, tell me, man. We can go round for round in this snowflake culture. I really would. I would like to hear the the. What people think. I'll build you up story. just to knock you down and then kick you while you're down. And actually, nah, I won't. <laughs> just like it. Thinking of that, we had a comment last week on No, ours. we didn't. Yes, we did. <laughs> and it was actually by one of our previous special guests. The one, the only, Papa Lucky. Dun, dun, dun. Better so, known as Mahani. I mean, we didn't, we didn't Ooh, that Papa. And if you're curious how he was able to communicate with us. This you know, week, he calls our truck the sexy beast. Now I'm scared. Now you I'm going to have to watch this, man. That's mm, that's frightening. Now, if you're wondering how we're communicating with him, you could do Twitter. You could do email. This week, he chose our Facebook uh, at RelativeReactionFacebook.com. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Like I said, do post him in the links below. But he said... Uh, kind of going back to last week's episode, Penguin Punch. He said, I don't think I agree with never finishing a song. He said, just you're an artist, constantly evolving, but make a new song rather than use one you already did. So he sounds... I can definitely see the point there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He said, it sounds like you lost originality by doing this. Right. So And that brought a good point, which was kind of like one of the arguments we were having that day. You just day, keep you know, updating the forth. same tune. Right. So it was really interesting. He said, plus if you release it, or if you don't release it until you're finished, then you won't have to go back and make changes. I agree. He said, don't be money-hungry and lazy. Just do it right the first time. Amen. And, and then he made a really That's my mind. He made a really interesting sense to end it, which I like. He said, if Leonardo da Vinci was alive, do you think he would add to the Mona Lisa? Heck no. Which made me think, like, okay, well, that's a whole new whole new thought to it. That's really interesting. Mm. You know, would, would Leonardo da Vinci add Mona Lisa? So maybe maybe it goes back to doing more so what like Paramore's Mona doing Lisa instead of just you know redoing it. They just are you know doing away with the song but not redoing it. Maybe maybe that is the right way. I don't know. Really interesting. If, yes. If, if you're curious to hear more about that, make sure you listen to our last week's episode, Penguin Punch, episode sixteen. It's out on Podbean, iTunes, awesome, Google Play, amazing stories. Spotify. It's all out there. Thank you so much for listening to us this yes, week. Share like we're us. just mentioning with all of those platforms, we're on all of them. Go mm -hmm. look us up. Share, share, share. Exactly. Be nice and cheer. And please, please, please share the shit out of Sharing us. Sharing is caring. Now, I know we usually talk about how we're animal people at the end of this, but I also mm -hmm. want to know that I, I like cars. I do. How much? I don't like cars enough to fuck them. Oh, good. And good. I want to be. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to go on record as saying 
I want to be a car rights activist. Cars should have more rights. They should let... Somebody has to speak for the cars. Someone has to speak for the cars and make sure things aren't being inserted in their tailpipes unnecessarily. (laughs) I'm never going to get over that story. I'm going to remember this story for forever. Yeah. Wow. So, please, 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 Mm -hmm. get your pets, your cats, dogs... Spade, neuter, help control the pet population. If you are Ryan, Scott, and Malik, get your own self-neuter because we don't need any more of that going on. No, you do not need to reproduce. And And he's somebody's relative. (laughs) There you go. And some of those relatives. And if you're part of the Malik family, maybe a lot of them.